Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. When you visit, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can become a sustaining member. Click the Donate page and pick the option that works best for you. We've got a traveling toolkit, 100 Watts and Wire gear, and activity days with prizes. That's 100wattsandawire.com. Wish it, wrap it, gift it. Step up your gift-giving game this year and give your favorite ham the transceiver at the top of their list. ICOM has a variety of high-performance and innovative products. Visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. And LDG. LDG automatic tuners are built with industrial quality components for safety, durability, and long life. LDG microprocessors run state-of-the-art matching firmware to find a match in seconds. For more information, visit ldgelectronics.com. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Hello there, it's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero. Sierra Tango Hotel, how you doing? Good deal. We're into fall. It's November. It's a birthday month. A big one for me. Shoot, I'm going to take a couple of days off. I'm going to need that because the depression will set in. You know what? Like the, like the fellas say on 75-meter phone, something to the effect of it's good to be on this side of the grass. So, hey. I agree with that, but, uh, you know, everybody's aging, and uh, I'm just trying to be as graceful doing it as we can. I've got children to keep me young. Speaking of which, you may hear voices off in the background. Look, this isn't, uh, you know, super padded down studio. You're going to hear some things. You're going to hear some stuff, and I know, though, as an amateur radio operator, it's all right because we listen through so much that said we actually had a sunspot on the second they were calling it AR2750 and uh, thinking that the solar cycle 25 is slowly coming around should be here around 2023 so look when I hear that oh man I hear a little bit of stuff in the background people talking off in the distance my stomach growling I know, or my chair squeaking. More than anything, there's a chair. I'm not in it right now. This one squeaks a little bit, but the, uh, the there's another one. I'll, if I don't swap it out, it's squeaking because I shift a little bit. I don't stand when I record. I sit mostly, and uh, it'll, man, old WD-40 or something like that. Put it on there. But we listen through so much as amateur radio operators that I feel that you have the patience enough to hear people in the different room, and that's okay. Sunspot, the bands were uh, decent, you know. Just get on and try it. Just get on. You know, there was the huge, what is it, the Worldwide DX contest. Since the last time we spoke, some things have happened. We're going to talk about that. I made one contact. One contact. This is, again, the intersection of life and amateur radio. And, you know, it's busy time. We're getting ready for uh, some things. And November happens to be a big birthday month. 
lots of different parties happening in November. And then next thing you know, you slide right into Thanksgiving. But with my birthday coming up this week, I'm trying to take a couple of days off. You know, even if it's to just sit around in my drawers, making calls in my drawers, eating Captain Crunch, I don't know. Doesn't happen very often, but, you know, take a couple of days off. Enjoy your birthday. And that's what I plan on doing this week. Maybe I'll get on the radio a little more. I don't know. Now, during the big DX contest, I made one contact on 160. Canada. That was, I know it's not the biggest thing. I got lots of, lots of love for friends and the beauty of Canada. But one contact, Canada. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, it's 160. Let's see what we can do. Let's just see what we can do. All right. All right. Try it. Fine. Here we go. Did it. And uh, that was it. And I asked the people, you know, on our Facebook, social media, what you think, your longest contacts, interesting reading there. And maybe I'll dip into that a little bit on this episode. Lots of great contacts, but not just in that contest, but, you know, what is your longest distance contact and what band I asked that on Facebook. If you're unfamiliar with the 100 Watson Wire Facebook page, do a search from any Facebook page. You'll find us. Very inclusive, uh, ask a question and uh, get some options type of deal. But we had a sunspot and they're talking about 2023. Now, look, I don't even know what to expect. I've never been a ham in great sun cycles. We hear about the glory days of the 50s, parts of the 60s. But look, I'm licensed in 2012. I got on HF around 2015, and all I know is static. So when you're hearing chairs in the background, people's voices, you know, I'm used to getting ear fatigue. What was it like in those days? You hear stories on the air sometimes. Yeah, I remember you could do this and... Yeah, I remember just sticking a thing in here, and next thing you know, I was working Czechoslovakia on two watts. True story. You know, and for us, we have to work and listen a little harder. We have to uh, maybe explore. I, I call them the propaganda reports, the propagation reports. People study those. They know. I usually can tell what's happening when I get into HF Mobile. And I listen, I go, ooh, this is not good. Not a good day. Mm-mm, not a good day. Oh, but the daylight savings time. I'm waking up, you know. I just get up. I don't know. And I'm thinking to myself, ah, we turned back the clocks. Now I'm like getting up and it's closer to daylight. I'm missing out on 160. So I need to settle back in. Because right around 7.35, she leaves us. At least the signals, they move on to like, you know, 80 meters. Once the sun comes up. And I love 160. Pain in my ass. I can tell you, it is a pain. It's like a mistress. That gives you all the pain right there in your ass. Those long legs, you get tempted by the long legs, the challenge to hang that antenna 
And then, you know, you've got winter time to work it out. I, I do stop in and listen off times, too. I, I do. But around 7.30, I've noticed it goes away. Now it'll be around 7 o'clock. You know, and people just leave. But, yeah, what are you going to do? But I don't, I'm not a fan of the daylight savings time. You know, I can ask the farmers. I, I do appreciate the farmers. I don't get caught up in all the politics talking about, you know, let's talk to the farmers and see what they're learning about storms and how weather patterns have changed the crops or the intensities of the storms. Talk to them. But this was originally thought to be something that would benefit the farmers. Now I'm hearing that we're keeping it because we want our children to go to school when there's more light. And I'm like, oh yeah, you can't go wrong with the kids, but really? Just, I don't really care for it that much. Coffee, anybody? Mm. California fires, first responders, uh, firefighters, EMS, all these people working really hard. A lot of property loss there. I think it's wise if you're an amateur radio operator, keep that transceiver and some form of uh, power backup. It is a mess. It's a mess. And, uh, you know, the cell phone service, it's not going to save you. I think they're getting stronger. They're figuring out better ways to make things stronger during storms and in fires and that sort of deal. But... Them cell phones. They are failing. So um, tip of the hat to first responders out there in California. Again, another interesting Facebook thread is an article I posted from the Wall Street Journal. Not to get political. I don't, I don't need to hear about the political. Let's just take the lessons from what we're learning and what we're seeing happen in real time. Emergencies. And speaking of emergencies, I went ahead and I joined the Aries team here in St. Louis. And I look forward to training and learning more. I really do think it's now and the future. Many of my friends think, you know, emergency communications, that's a thing of the past. That's kind of a joke. And I'm not even talking about amateur radio as being a joke. I'm talking about people think that MCOMs joke. And I get it. I mean, you meet a lot of people who don't even know how to program their HTs. You know, take the time to learn that, and then you kind of... But I went to a training in October, just a, uh, you know, a drill. It was a drill. I was invited there, and uh, it was uh, interesting to see. Everything's done, you know, through repeaters. At least most of this was, this drill. It could, could have probably been done with where we were in zone one, which was up north. We were on a hill. Could have probably worked some simplex. And as a new member of Aries and someone who is studying MCOMs, I have an interest in it. Many other people are doing other things in this great hobby. My mind right now is pushing me toward the service of emergency communications. If you feel the same way, drop me a line. I can learn from you. But I think also repeaters could go down, just like cell towers, cell phones, and some simplex study, some testing, some drills, just to see, could be good locally, maybe good for you. I'm interested to see the plans that um, 
other areas have done. And I, I look forward to seeing what my team here in St. Louis uh, has cooking up. But I went to their drill, and I didn't have, you know, like a, a 2 meter 440 rig that I could take out portable uh, beyond an HT. I had an HT, but I, I came with an HF setup, and I know most of the work is not done on HF. But I had it. And if I needed to, I would have set it up for them. But I was more like um, kind of hanging out, observing. I, I wasn't going to, you know. I look back at it now and thought, you know, maybe I should have. But I don't think they had a script ready for, you know, HF. They did have one HF station. But most of the MCOM work is done through 2 meter 440, working with the repeaters, maybe a little bit of simplex, and HF was not the thing, and, that, and that's what I brought to the table at that time. I'm slowly putting together an airy station, and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more as I go, but I, I did enjoy it. I love setting up. I helped uh, some folks unload, set up there. Antennas a lot different. You can go 15 feet, put up a a dual bander or a tri bander or whatever, even a two meter. Everybody was pretty much working from about 15 feet high, push up mast, and they set up the Aries drill in four zones, which was new to them this year. Which it, that's cool, sort of the north, south, east, and west, or north, south city, a little west, and then. Uh, I imagine it was all four. Uh, but I was in zone four up in um, the north. And they were passing traffic. And each zone had to pass, I believe, four bits of traffic. And uh, that was it. So uh, I checked into the net, the Aries net, here locally. That was cool. I actually was able to relay somebody in. But, I, you know, I'm just learning. I'm just learning, but my interest lies right now with the emergencies. I may study a little bit of the weather, but I feel, brothers and sisters of the Hamily, the intensity and frequency of our storms, you know, it's worth paying attention. These fires, there's a lot of things going on. I'm not an alarmist, but I feel that it would be good to have this training to be able to help my own community where I can when I can and I'm exploring cert training too you know it's the community emergency response team when EMS workers police department are overwhelmed in time of a disaster you have some of the skills that may be able to help bandage somebody up or you know get somebody in a sling take care of some things for your community, I'm pulled to it. I'm just sharing that with you now today. It's where we're going. And my girls are getting a little older. My daughters are getting a little older now. And it's a little easier. Um, so I need to take a test coming up in... Um, I don't know if I'll take the test. i take a course in March. It's like uh, four Saturdays. And I'm spacing on the title of it. I want to say EM-1 something. I don't know. Don't hold me to it. But my four FEMA certifications got me in. I need one more. I've got a year to take it to get to a different level. I need the practical experience. I will be happy to meet others and get into the classroom setting where I learn instead of being you know, behind the computer a lot. 
We do that all the time. But uh, that's where we go. Member of Aries team now. We are going to uh, try to learn a little bit more, get a little bit better on the air, um, and try to use this skill set uh, to help the community. I'm going to take a break. We'll come back and talk a little bit more about uh, some fall work I've been doing, seeing what you're up to. Uh, but I've uh, done a little bit of fall work, and we'll talk about all that next. Little pistols and big guns. This is 100 watts and a wire. Members of the Hamily make the most out of this holiday season with one of these ICOM radios, the IC7610. Tis the season to give your favorite ham the SDR they really want. This high-performance SDR has the ability to pick out the faintest of signals even in the presence of stronger adjacent signals. How about the IC7300? Ham for the holidays! ICOM is changing the way entry-level HF is designed. This high-performance innovative HF transceiver with a compact design will far exceed your expectations. And the 9700, this transceiver is at the top of every ham's wish list this holiday season. Keep your competitive contesting edge with faster processors, higher input gain, higher display resolution, and a cleaner signal. ICOM's IC9700 is the pinnacle of perfection. Visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. And BioNO Power, offering the best performance lithium iron phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B I O E N N O P O W E R.com. Or contact dealers nationwide. You have the perfect face for radio. Back to net control with Christian. K0STH. We've got Patrick coming up in just a little bit to talk about the satellites with us. I'm going to tell you a little bit of stuff I've been doing for the fall. Of course, we're splitting wood and getting ready for all of that stuff. You know, life around the homestead, making sure you've got heat, things are drying out. But in terms of amateur radio, I am moving my ropes a little bit in the trees. Now, I'm up over 200 plus year old oak trees. I don't anticipate my, you know, my rope, my support ropes growing into the trees at this point. But you never know. You never know. I've got a walnut tree I thought was full grown trying to eat up my daughter's um, tire swing. Yeah. So what I like to do in the fall time is just move those ropes a little bit. You don't have to bring everything down. Don't let it go out of your hand now. But I like to move them a little bit, 18 inches up and down, and then uh, that way I know the ropes are still, you know, uh, free to move. Now, it's also good to check your tape. You want to check your connectors, that sort of stuff. You can clean up your connectors, tape them up really well, and get get ready for this, uh, the winter. And, and some of us have harsher winters. Just didn't sound right. Uh, some of us have... Ha- harsh winters i don't know if you're in the northeast or if you're in the northwest maybe it's uh, you know you're dealing with wind lots of snow lots of moisture take care of yourself and your stuff now and i like to move the ropes clean up the connectors retape when i can check on the coax 
button everything up because, you know, winter is going to hit you right in your face and you don't want to be out there in the brittle cold. That said, sometimes I have problems. I get out there and I'm laying down in the snow. It's an obsession. I know. I know. I know. Let's check in with Patrick. He's our special op uh, for this week in this episode. He's going to talk to us a little bit more about the satellites. Patrick? Hi, this is Patrick Stoddard, WD90WK. October saw two significant events related to amateur satellites on both sides of the North Atlantic. First, AMSAT UK held its annual colloquium in Milton Keynes, England on the 12th and 13th, uh, followed one week later by AMSAT in North America hosting its annual symposium in Arlington, Virginia, outside of Washington, D.C. Around the AMSAT Symposium in Arlington was the annual general meeting for the membership, the face-to-face meeting of AMSAT's board of directors, and there were also tours to both locations of the National Air and Space Museum on the Washington Mall and the annex at Dulles Airport outside of Washington. During the AMSAT Symposium, members and others received updates on the FOX-1E satellite, which is due to be launched Uh, between now and early 2020 on a Virgin Orbit rocket that will be carried to 40 to 50,000 feet by a Boeing 747. But before that, the uh, University of Washington's HuskySat satellite, which will carry a transponder designed and built by AMSAT, uh, HuskySat is due to be launched on November 2nd. Uh, That is the current schedule. The transponder is essentially going to be a smaller version of the Japanese FO-29 satellite using a 2-meter uplink and 70-centimeter downlink to put another transponder in that configuration in orbit. Uh, No word when the transponder will be activated after launch, but we look forward to it uh, as yet another satellite available for us operators on the ground. Uh, AMSAT's Golf-T satellite is currently scheduled to be launched uh, around late 2020, early 2021, which will be flying in a lower orbit to test uh, different systems related to uh, follow-on satellites in the GOLF program. Uh, The first higher orbit GOLF satellite, GOLF-1, has not been assigned a launch date at this time. During the AMSAT Symposium in Arlington, uh, AMSAT celebrated its 50 years including talks and presentations covering everything from the construction and launch of the first amateur radio satellite Oscar 1 to the first amateur radio satellite built by Australians which became Oscar 5 when it was launched in 1970 and during the banquet on Saturday evening the 20th several people involved in the early days of amateur radio satellites uh, spoke Uh, to the assembled uh, audience. Lance Jenner, K6GSJ, is one of the builders of the original Oscar One satellite that was launched in 1961. He spoke along with two of the builders of the Oscar Five satellite from Australia, Dr. Owen Mace and Richard Tonkin. For Owen and Richard making the trip from Australia, Even after almost 50 years since Oscar V was launched in 1970, uh, this was the first time they met some of the people 
in the U.S. who were involved in getting Oscar V launched. During the 1960s, Owen and Richard would communicate with hams in the U.S. by airmail, by the occasional and expensive telephone call, and sometimes on the HF bands. So this was a great opportunity for them, even after 50 years, give or take, to see and meet some of the people who were involved in getting that satellite launched. And by the way, Oscar V was the first satellite launched by AMSAT after it was incorporated in 1969. I attended the AMSAT Symposium in Arlington, and around that event, I also planned some time to work satellites from different locations. I added a couple of days to my trip to Arlington so that I could travel as far south as Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, and also up to the eastern shore of Virginia and up to Delaware, where I spent part of a day operating on the grid boundary, dividing the two grids that cover the state of Delaware. Delaware is always a, a popular uh, location on the satellites. Uh, there may be one or two operators who occasionally work satellites living in Delaware. Uh, oftentimes, Delaware is only activated on satellites when somebody is passing through, as I did on the 21st of October. Uh, it's always fun to get on the air. It's fun to work stations I wouldn't normally hear when I'm home in Arizona. For example, I've never heard stations on from the U.S. Virgin Islands or St. Lucia uh, from Arizona, but on Sunday the 21st, I worked stations in both places uh, on Oscar 91, AO 91. Uh, the St. Lucian station was JAA4FL operating as Juliet 6 stroke AA4FL. And I also worked a couple Puerto Rican stations. I know Puerto Rican stations are occasionally heard out west, but this is the first time in a while that I have worked Puerto Rican stations by satellite. Looking ahead, on Saturday, December 14th, there will be another satellite focused activity from the deck of the Queen Mary anchored in Long Beach, California. I was part of a group that operated from the Queen Mary in December of last year and also part of a large activity on HF and satellites over the Memorial Day weekend this past May. Once again, the operations from the Queen Mary will use the Queen Mary's club call sign Whiskey 6 Romeo Oscar and the associated radio amateurs of Long Beach in California will handle the QSL tasks if you make contact with W6RO. Uh, again, the tentative plan for that is uh, all day on the 14th of December, probably starting you know, 8 to 9 a.m. Pacific time, approximately uh, 16 or 17 hours UTC, and going until sunset. If you hear W6RO on satellite passes, whether in FM or single sideband, possibly digital modes, packet, uh, please call. Be happy to work you. Uh, this will be a demonstration on the, on the deck at the rear of the ship, on the veranda deck. So we're out in the open. Uh, we'll be doing a field day style operation as we've done with the two previous events in the past year. So mostly handheld radios or Yesu FT-817s along with handheld antennas like the Arrow Yagi or the Elk Log Periodic. If there are a couple of passes on at the same time, 
we may be able to operate both passes so we're not limited to just uh, one station at a time on the satellites. We did that during the Memorial Day uh, event where there were two different passes. I operated on one and NDAF Buckley, N6UTC, also MW1BQO, uh, operated the other so we were putting W6RO on two separate satellites simultaneously. Uh, more information will come as we get closer to December 14th. I'm looking forward to this. Southern California usually has great weather in December so other than maybe some sunscreen being out in the sun on that deck uh, it should be a great time. As always if you have any questions regarding amateur radio satellites or anything that I mentioned during these segments please feel free to contact me. My email address is available on qrz.com under my call sign WD9EWK. That's also my Twitter handle. And please tweet at me and I'll be happy to answer questions there. And until next time, for 100 watts in a wire, this is Patrick Stoddard, WD9EWK. In a land where we're all 20 over, this is 100 watts and a wire. LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. From QRP to QRO, fixed stations, portable and remote, an LDG tuner will match your radio to your antenna using our lightning-fast, proprietary tuning algorithms. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing innovative, quality products to the amateur market. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable when you sell it with no paperwork required. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. Negative copy on the Alpha Hotel. This is 100 watts and a wire. I'd like to congratulate Brian, Kilo Echo Zero, Hotel X-Ray Delta. He's a new amateur extra. Remember that feeling? When you're sitting there and your foot's tapping and your heart's kind of racing, you're like, that test was hard as a mama, 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 And you're looking around and other people are there and they're laughing up there in the front and they're having a good time. And your whole life is wrapped up in this test. And I thought to myself, I gave myself six weeks to study for the extra exam. I took four weeks. I thought I started testing, you know, doing the mock testing. I'm testing well. I'm testing high. I'm going to go do it. Take that test. Bang, 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 bang. And then you sit and you wait for it to be graded. And I'm looking up at the old boy up there with this thing. And I see scratch, scratch. In other words, wrong. Oh, Lord, help me now. I'm here. I got $15 more. I will take this test again. And I will sit here all day. I blew through the first one. Zoop. And he gave me that look, gave me a thumbs up, and the relief that flushed through my body. So congratulations on your upgrade. That's awesome. Each test gives you that feeling. So study for your test. Get yourself your technician license. Start to dabble a little bit. Give yourself a little bit more time and go for the general. Give it a shot. Some people do it all in one sitting. I hate them some of bitch bitches. Yeah, I passed all my tests in one sitting. Hmm. That's okay. Here, hold this cable. Hold this right here. Yeah, right there. Put that on your lip. Ah! There you go. No, don't burn anybody up. Just because they're so smart.
But uh, if you take your test, you're studying, you will pass. And let us know when you do. Visit 100wattsandawire.com and uh, let us know. Poke around a little bit. Let us know when you've upgraded. We'd like to celebrate with you. I renewed my ARRL membership. Mine is up in October. They start sending me notices, it seems like, in July. And, you know, for me, to be quite candid, I am hopeful that the ARRL is on the turn, that, that better things are coming and we're, they're going to be changing and things are going to get better. They're going to continue to be an advocate. All this, there's hope there. But I sign up and it costs more this year than any year in the past. And I'm a year-to-year guy. Yeah, I'm doing year-to-year. I'm not going to become a lifetimer. Right now, I'm doing year-to-year, and it costs me a little bit more, but I want to be able to speak freely here and wherever else I speak. I feel that if I pay my money, I am a member. It gives me a voice, at least here, to speak about the good and the bad. If I'm not a member and I'm just sitting back complaining, then, you know, it doesn't feel as good to me. Same as if I buy a radio or a piece of equipment. I'm buying it. My station, I own it. I paid for it. If it fails me, I'm going to let my audience know, you know. So, you know, I'm not getting review. Hey, can you do an unboxing video of this? Or can you know? I'm seeing a lot of that. And, it, you know, I don't know. People really do trust people who are doing these uh, reviews and things like that. And if they're just getting them for free gear, then I'm kind of like, I don't know. Oh, no, man. I kind of want to touch it. I want to open it. I want to I push some buttons. So I did sign up again with the league. I've been a member since I've been a ham. And I never really threatened to say, no, I'm not going to do it this time. I'm not going to do it. There have been years where I've been happy. There's years when uh, I've not been so happy. Right now we're okay. I've seen some progress. We, we even got some friends. We got some friends working for the league. And, and hopefully these people will turn it around. Maybe some more transparency. Maybe, uh, you know. But I got to do that this month as well. So there you have it. I've kept you long enough. Have a great week. Stay warm if uh, you're in a cool or cold place. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And by all means, if you can. Please try and stay above the noise. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.